yeah, wet wet pizza. I I just came up with a joke where like um I was like um deep dish pizza is basically like wet pizza. <laughs> let's start wow, the episode. That's original for you. <laughs> yeah, what? let's start the no! episode. <laughs> Click. <laughs> By the way, that's uh, what WAP stands for, wet-ass pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the kids' bop. It, it, yeah, it is. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? That's some wet ass pizza. Put some put yeah, some pepperoni I mean, in a no, pot. That's yeah, some wet ass pizza. With pussy, but they don't have a problem with ass. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's because they're sexist. It's yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows those That's kids why. people, you know? Mm-hmm. Super misogynistic. Uh welcome to <laughs> Everybody knows welcome those kids, to Ivan kids. Fucking racist, misogynist, like well just a bunch of incels <laughs> over there. <laughs> mm. That's I don't know if I wanna like disparage those nice folks that kids bop. Um but yeah, anyways, we uh, welcome that, that nice indie company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Release a family-friendly diss track? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing anyone's ever said that. on this show, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's how we get. That's how. That's how this show gets famous. You silly little dinks! I'm a come for your family and rub your tummy or whatever. Like that. <laughs> I feel like even that is a little bit sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they do have a lot of times like that on the yeah. show, like or on their uh, like albums, where like they don't change what actually makes the song inappropriate. They just change the inappropriate words. It, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Case in point, being WAP. Like they change it to like tickle or something like that, and it's like that's not any better. <laughs> this that's is still really not. weird. This is still very sexual. Yeah, this so is still this very episode sexual, it's to... just kind of like creepy now. <laughs> this episode has just turned into a giant roast of kids bop, and I'm here yes. for it. Yeah, because yeah. they deserve it. Yeah, not enough people. I feel like not enough people talk shit about kids bop, and you know That's somebody fair. needed to say it. We are yes. really like opening mm-hmm. this. Like we're opening this discussion for the world to have. Yeah, and I think that's we important. are doing the right thing in this situation. We are in the right. Yeah. Kids Bob well, I've never done anything far wrong. too long and we're here and to end that. I'm trying that. to get the show going. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> well, Andrew, just speak up. Welcome. Well, speaking of roasting, uh, <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open fire because it's Christmas Eve. Oh, and releasing that was actually an episode. a good segue. That's your I one good segue it. you've ever had That was good. That was a good segue. Show. And it makes it better that we acknowledge that it was a good segue. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we're doing yeah, great, welcome guys. to the show. Welcome to I've Been Mean to Watch That, the podcast where we go through movies we've been meaning to watch and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Mm. So, uh, yeah, let's introduce, uh, hey, Ezra, how are you doing? Sup, 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 bruh. <laughs> sup, bruh. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ezra, how are you doing? How are you holding up? 
I'm okay, I guess. How you holding up makes it sound like I'm going through a really bad time, which is not true whatsoever. I, I mean, it's 2020. Hey. Well, it that's 2020. true. We are yeah. all going through a really bad time. I shouldn't yeah. be in denial about it. Like, uh, let's uh, introduce our two guests. Uh, you might know them from our previous Christmas episode. It's Aaron Kaufman and Justin Kled. I almost said Aaron Kled and Justin Kaufman. Yep, but Aaron Kaufman and Justin Kled. Or Ooh. Aaron Elizabeth, as her voice Ooh. actor name is. Yay! Is hey guys! Show, hey I'm friends! It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we start over again? No! <laughs> no. no! Oh That's my god! That's the worst thing we could do for it, to be honest. <laughs> I like, uh, I like having the, the, uh, the shout out of my voice actor name. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Wait, voice uh, actor so... name? Well, that's your voice yeah. actor. Yes. Name. I didn't hear it. Just Aaron Elizabeth. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. It's cool. my middle yeah. name. I just don't like, uh, there's just too many Kaufmans in the world. So, mm. understandable. Mm. And plus, it yourself. reminds us of the coronavirus because exactly. of coughing. You know? Yeah, it's true. Take cough out of your name and you'll probably <laughs> so be yeah. Aaron successful. Because <laughs> and man, like the patriarchy, hello. <laughs> Keep it all one Anyways. word, Aaron I mean, <laughs> Man is the last name that plenty of people have. We shouldn't make fun of it. <laughs> That's actually very true. I apologize. Oh my God. Uh, man, the show, also, man. the first name Guy exists, so there could be a Guy Man. Oh my God, I've oh, never wow. thought about that before. Uh-huh. G- guy uh-huh. Fieri, he's a cool guy. Gal is uh-huh. also a name, um, but... so you could have a gal man. A, ga- a gal man. I actually really like that. Yeah. Change your voice acting name to Gal Gadot. That Gal Gadot, or whatever it is. Gal yeah, Gadot. I think it's Gal Gadot. taken already, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here to talk about while you were sleeping. Or as Why do we I like to, to call it? it, while you were sleepless in Seattle, because I mix those two movies up all the time. <laughs> that actually fits really well together, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Except that it kind of sounds a little creepy, like while you were sleepless in Seattle. It's like a little bit like, ooh. Well, sleepless in Seattle isn't any better. That also sounds It's creepy. really not. <laughs> and while you were sleeping is also creepy, if you think it about it. It also is creepy. It's it like, really is. Cause, mm-hmm. Because it... Because it it has a like. There should be something before it. Like I was watching you while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 worse. that's clearly creepier. worse. <laughs> I know, but like, but when it's when it's just saying that, like that type of verb, like at, as the beginning of the sentence is like, mm, this is creepy. Well, it sounds like uh, the way that like one like because I've been watching a lot of like uh, YouTube lately. Like specifically, like I've been watching a lot of YouTube about like disturbing shit. And like, mm. uh, which I oh. really shouldn't do that to myself, uh, yeah. but here we are. Like, it's just internet mysteries and shit like that are fascinating. So I've like really gotten mm. into that. But that sounds like the way that like one of these um, like high production like YouTube channels that like talks about like disturbing like things around the internet and shit like that. Um, that sounds like the way that they would start an episode. Yep. While yep. we were sleeping mm. on the night of December 24th, <laughs> a big man in a red suit jumped into a chimney. Your chimney. <laughs> and ate all your cookies. Mm. So let's, chung, chung. So let's rewind a little bit. Chung, chung. And go back. Like, <laughs> where did the cookies go? To answer that, we'll need to go back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accurate. 
<laughs> Ezra, you just need to be like a like you need to like star in one of these now. Yeah, I know. I would do yeah, really you, well. You, you, you I would. just don't want to talk about disturbing shit. So I mean, that's fair. That's very actually. Fair. I would talk about disturbing shit, but only about like specific topics, like not generally, because then you get into like a like that's a wide net to cast and like too many creepy that, things. Yeah. Yeah, that can get into, like, child abuse and shit like that. Oh, like, yeah, no, I don't no. want to talk right. about that or think about that um, because it's, like, really upsetting. And that's the type of disturbing shit that, like, actually gives me nightmares for weeks. Um, right. But, like, I could but, like, the ones about the weird talk about, things. like, planes disappearing and shit like that. Oh, like, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Like, planes in general yeah. are just fascinating. Yeah, How like do that. they fucking work? How do they fucking work? I, I same. No Ezra, one knows. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, and just like uh, every episode ends with "it's just rats." Um, but in the meantime, um, let's uh, talk about while you were sleeping. Uh, so uh, I don't, that, that was the worst transition the than the one than, than than the one I had. That was perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like let's talk about while you were sleeping. Uh, so I wanted to. Um, I wanted to talk about this movie in particular because we never talk about what I want to talk about on this show. <laughs> right. But like, uh, yeah. Um, but I want to talk about this movie. Uh, I saw it last year uh, and it really hit the spot. It really made me feel good. And I wanted to talk about it with my three friends. Yay. Um, but uh, yeah. But like, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Like, what is your guys? What are your folks like history with this movie? I I love this movie. Like I will start I will start off like I'm definitely going to shit on it because it's fun to like make fun of stuff, but I actually do love this movie. Um I watched it when I was really young and it was kind of a tradition in my family to watch it like every year around tradition, Christmas. Tradition. Um oh, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean genuinely like I I actually really do enjoy it. Like I think it's one of the more fun like romancy kind of just fun like Christmas movies that doesn't really have to do with Christmas but it's still around Christmas time so it's considered a Christmas movie um I really like it yeah yeah uh what about you uh Justin like what's your, what's your history with this movie um, if any I don't really have that much of a history with it I remember watching it before I remember enjoying it before um but I've never really had a full-on connection with it i had forgotten a lot about it and like the just the in-your-face 90s-ness of this movie oh my god so amazing <laughs> i think it mostly holds up i think for the most part like it kind like there are some parts where it's like oh that was a little weird but like nothing actively offensive nothing really like and like the premise even though it's kind of gonzo even though it's kind of like it could like if you have like one miscalculation it can be very creepy. It can be very, like, kind of gross and stuff. But it, I think it holds up. I think it holds up generally. I, I think they took a really odd, like, situation that probably in, if it wasn't movie land, would be very weird. But they made it very charming and they made it very fun. And so it's not, like, you don't feel as creepy about it as it definitely could be. That makes sense. Uh, what about you, Ezra? Like, what's your, like, history? <laughs> like, let's go around the table. I'm passing you the talking stick. Uh, what's your, what's your <laughs> history you. with this movie? Um, yeah. I did, the first, I don't think I ever watched this movie as a kid. Um, I think the first time that I ever saw it was, uh, like, after I was already an adult, uh, and I was just watching, um, 
movies like on Netflix because I kind of like a few years ago when I was like 18 or 19, um, I just kind of like had this sense that like, oh, there are a lot of these classic movies that people talk about that I kind of missed out on, huh? I should watch these. And, uh... I this was one of them that I just kind of decided to watch in that uh it was fine I think I think I had different taste in movies back then and I like it was never like my favorite movie or anything like that but I think I liked it a bit more the first time that I saw it because mm-hmm. I think I watched it a little bit less critically um and then uh watching it now um I just I kind of noticed a lot of shit about it because like i've mm-hmm. done a lot of growing up in the past few years so yeah i don't know i i still think it's a good charming movie but i think that uh there are a lot of issues with it and, and like a lot of tropes in it that are very like 90s oh my god like this no. movie is aggressively 90s <laughs> it's so 90s <laughs> the entire premise of this movie could be undone if but for the introduction of social media. A hundred percent. That's so true, actually. Now like yeah. now that I think about that. <laughs> or like a cell phone. A sing- a Facebook. A Facebook. A Facebook. <laughs> one a way one to solitary stalk people a single, online. A single Google. Like yes. <laughs> a single Google. <laughs> just A A O L, you know? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. MySpace. An MSN oh. Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great bit um but yeah like uh <laughs> thank you for acknowledging the wonderful bit that this is yes I yeah, appreciate yeah of it. course of course of course i and always think the like, bit uh, helps it move forward yeah yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't get us caught um, up on like where do we go from here now that we've acknowledged the bit <laughs> no <laughs> no we know exactly where to go i'm very i'm a very confident host yes um ah what next we're both the best hosts ever and you can't disprove that <laughs> yeah change my mind by the way, I'm like uh, hosting a bunch of parasites on my on my body, um, so I'm I'm a very good host. Um, but anyways, oh my god, that's um, you were getting that. That was that. Was, now that was a good bit. I was now, really worried. Was I was like, you should really bit. get that checked out, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That doesn't um, sound like. But uh, in the meantime, you could have like let's, uh, done like a less like alarming version of that just by saying that you're hosting a student from another country or something like well for a that would have been thing. super that would have been super funny if i thought of it ezra but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah let's talk about like uh i think like my so last year um i saw an article on the av club about this movie and uh just like you know forgotten classics or whatever and, like, uh, they said, like, they talked about this movie, and they talked about how this movie was a movie about loneliness. And this movie was a movie about um, just, like, kind of, you know, missing family and all that stuff. And that, like, really got me interested in the movie. But I but I thought it was going to be, like, worse. I thought it was going to be, like, maybe the the author was, like, reading a little too much into it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that we are. I thought... I thought this was a really nice, warm blanket, hot cocoa next to the fireplace well, type movie. And like, I where, yeah. The, oh, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Andrew. <laughs> you can finish if you want. No, please, please, uh, please, please, please. I'm done. I yes. was just going to say, uh, I think that like 
um, those themes were definitely intentional. Like, you kind of feel that in, like, the way that, um, what's-his-name, uh, talks to her. Uh, the guy who, like... Saul. Saul, thank Saul, you. Saul, yeah. Like, oh, you kind of feel that in, like, he how he is just, like, basically, like, your secret is safe with me and, like, basically, like, trying to, like, kind of welcome her more into the family and allowing, like... Mm her to uh like not be alone around like a time of year that like everybody's talking about like having people and like being with the people that are important to you and stuff Mm. and so like uh I think that it's definitely something that they like um intended to touch on um but like I kind of wish that they had touched on it a little bit more to be honest like Sure, because sure. I think that that would have uh, been really compelling. Like, I think um, that it would have uh, just added a bit more depth to the main character. And um, just... yeah, like maybe go ahead. I was going to say, like, maybe just give like like there's like two there's like one mention, I think, where she talks about like her parents both being dead and like mm-hmm. yeah. and, and like that's that's traumatic that's really sad and and the fact that like you're alone on the holidays because of that you're an orphan now and she has no like other family you know like it's it's like they they kind of just like mention it like oh like you know flippantly as she's like walking down the street like with jack at one point but i just feel like i'm like yeah that's your parents are dead (laughs) just like dude just some guy on the street (laughs) yeah it's like i feel like that's a moment that like i feel like if they had touched on it a little bit more it might have made like the acceptance of like the rest of the family, like being there for her, like it does make sense. And I think it's really sweet, but I think it would have made it that just that much more sweet if it was like, Oh, this entire family, you know, like welcomed her into their home. And and maybe you would just get an understanding of like why that was so important to her aside from just being like, Oh, that's a sweet thing to do. Well, you know, like, not, even, not even just with her family either, because like they do have like that at the beginning and stuff uh, with like her talking about her dad and everything. Yeah. And, um, and they have, like, another couple mentions of it, but, like, uh, I do agree that, like, they could have, um, gone into that a bit more, but, like, also, um, Mm, kind of with, uh, Chosen Family, like, so Mm, with both of her parents being dead, um, like, she, like, for some people, that wouldn't mean that they're completely alone, because, like, you have um friends you have a support system outside of just your family but it kind of doesn't like she doesn't really have that as much like with all of her interactions with people that like she knows um it feels very like surface level like there are people Mm, who are very like charmed by her and um like her and um are like somewhat there for her but like she doesn't really like you don't really get the sense that, like, these are people that she opens up to that are, like, a strong right. support system for her. Right. Like, you right, have exactly. her neighbors, yeah. um, you have, like, uh, her, like, coworkers and stuff like that. Like, but you, other than that, you really don't have a whole lot of that. And they're not, like, really people that, like, know a lot of the um, inner workings of her life. and. Right. Right. Uh, like even at the like wedding and stuff like that, she uh, invites the nurse. 
Like, right, right. <laughs> she really does. You're the right. The nurse yeah. is just standing there in the corner. Like, why? But like, with her not really having a lot of people, like that puts that in perspective a lot more. Mm. It just did feel a little bit weirder because they um, didn't focus on that as much. Like, yeah. They, yeah. it felt like to this movie, which is fair because it's a romantic comedy, but like. To this movie, it was more important um, for them to uh, focus on, like, the, like, developing romance and stuff like that. And just the crazy situation that she was in, rather than, like, on her as a character and, like, her and her life. Like, yeah, sure, she is adorable and, like, charming and stuff, but, like, you don't Mm -hmm. really see a lot past that. And the times that you do are, like, very brief or, like, very, like, they're not given the significance that they deserve. Mm. Well, who could forget, like, really quickly, though, but who could forget, like, her beacon of support, Joe Jr.? Oh, yes. uh, Oh, yes. Her wonderful, wonderful male friend. Yeah, that's one of... The creep show trope is so good. Yeah, I was about to say, that's one of the... uh, Because we all, like, watched this movie together and we're having, like, a chat while we were watching it. Yeah, we had a big text chain. It was really fun. Yeah, I made a lot of great jokes that uh, I probably don't remember well enough to repeat. Um... And I guess you guys were funny, too. <laughs> They're really funny. Um, <laughs> we talked about, like, the, um, that, like, being a very 90s trope of, like, the creepy, uh, like, the, the like, quote-unquote lovable creep. Like, right, I yeah. hate that trope, and I, like, <laughs> hope that it stays in the grave. Like, I think in some ways stays it's still... Stays in the like, 90s. <laughs> yeah, I think in some ways yeah. it still exists. It's just evolved. Yeah, it does. But, uh, it's turned into just the nice guy trope. Yeah, or like the yeah, the, yeah, I think so. the fat best friend. Oh like, my god! Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interest. yeah, yeah. So let's quickly go through the plot of this movie really quickly before we delve into it a little more because I have things to say about it. I love this movie. Um, so the plot is Lucy. She's played by Sandra Bullock. She's a young, lonely CTA worker. Uh, whose mother passed away at, when she was young and her father passed away recently. So she just works at the CTA, the train station in Chicago. And she has this huge crush on this big, browed fish man named Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, played, by, played by Peter Gallagher, uh, who rides the train, gets mugged, and uh, Lucy saves his life. And before this, like, Lucy's kind of projecting these fantasies. Are like, oh, he's my perfect prince, blah, 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 blah. So Lucy rushes Peter to the hospital, and they won't let her in because she's not family. And then Lucy offhandedly says, oh, I was going to marry him. And the nurse is like, oh, right this way, Mrs. Fiance. You know, they let her in to the, to the, um, Which, to the hospital. Which, uh, by the way, Peter. just to clarify um, for anyone who's listening that might not have seen this, she did not say... I was going to marry him to a person. She said it under her no. breath. Yeah, she just this herself. overheard and... It's like a fantasy that right. she's like, oh, yeah. I, want, I wanted... She basically should have said, I wanted to marry him. Yeah, but she said she, I was going to because she wanted to. Yeah, because she had this inner monologue at the beginning exactly. where she was talking about, like, him being, like, perfect and stuff like that and, like, how she could, like, basically just kind of, like, idly, like, romantic fantasizing but knowing that nothing's ever going to happen because he doesn't really mm-hmm. like notice her no. until yeah. that yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> and 
And the thing I think that Sandra Bullock does really well is she portrays her Lucy as like an introvert, you know, mm. and like this whole like the lie spiraling out of control is kind of like an introvert's nightmare of just like just like if the whole thing could be solved if she just like spoke up and like this is wrong, blah blah blah. Like if she was like asserted herself more, but she's like a little more passive. Right. Um, but also the other thing about Sandra Bullock's performance really quickly is like she's an introvert and she there's like a narration at the beginning of the movie and you could almost imagine that that's her like internal monologue at all time, like a rom-com narration. And then sometimes like she's an introvert, but like sometimes like outbursts will like kind of come out like that of just like either she'll like kind of like act super hammy or she'll like, um, what's it called? Just say something out loud that she didn't mean to say out loud. She has a very interior life basically is her, her deal. What anxiety She's was. a person with anxiety in the 90s before they knew what anxiety was and was just like, yeah. oh, you're quirky. Oh, she's shy. cute and weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you say weird things because your brain just goes blah, blah because you're panicking. <laughs> yeah, that's what anxiety does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like. Um, but yeah, no, instead of like, saying that, like, she has anxiety, let's just. Uh, make um jokes just make about her trip over mental bunch of illness and shit like that like <laughs> right right yeah. let's because so this is no the 90s like mm-hmm. yeah so like um the callahans like ox is the dad elsie's the mom mary's the little sister midge is the grandma and saul's the godfather peter uh they walk in and they're like who's this chick and then the nurse is like this is lucy the fiance of peter and like the callahans welcome her with open arms they all love her and stuff so they invite her to Christmas. They have a nice time. Like, Lucy's a little reticent, but, like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, she kind of, like, eventually warms up. And, like, Saul, the godfather, kind of knows because she went on this whole, like, monologue. Like, she visited the hospital again at night, and she went on this whole monologue of how she's never met him. And, like, she's lonely and stuff like that. And Saul watches it. But Saul sees that she has a good heart. So she he basically allows him in the family because he knows what it's like to be grieving he knows what it's like to like how important it is to have a family and all that stuff so like Saul lets her kind of stay in with the family so then Lucy meets Jack he's the handsome gentle brother Peter uh Jack's a little suspicious but thanks to the fact that Lucy knows that Peter has only one testicle due to the fact that Peter's co-worker confesses it like he eventually like realizes oh yeah I guess she really is his fiance. Um, mm-hmm. so like Jack buys Lucy a wedding gift and they deliver it to Peter's house while bonding and falling in love. They continue to bond some more. Then Peter wakes up from his coma. He doesn't know. And the family's like, they fall in so deeply in love with Lucy that when Peter says like, I don't know who Lucy is. Like, they're like, oh my God, he has selective amnesia. You know, they, they love Lucy so much that they don't want to believe. It's so funny. Um, yeah. so, so, uh, Saul goes to Peter and says, Hey, if you love Lucy, uh, marry her. But if you don't, dump her. Um, but Saul clearly wants Lucy to be in the family. So then Lucy and Peter meet. They have okay chemistry. But Peter ends up agreeing because to marry Lucy because he wants a fresh start. And But it turns out that like Peter is like a total putz and also kind of a sociopath. Lucy yeah. makes one last... Pl- I mean, yeah, let's, he, let's he, not say sociopath, but uh, he's he's not a great guy. <laughs> He's kind of a sleazeball. He also, ball. he, like, I think he, like, he, like, uh, what's it called? He knocks the squirrels out of the tree to, like, save them, you know, in a, 
Yeah, I guess it's not good to like diagnose him like canonically, but yeah. Well, yeah. sociopath also isn't a diagnosis. It's a um like word that's used Pejorative. to yeah. insult uh like mentally ill people and especially people who um have like uh like antisocial disorders and shit like that. Yeah. So let's not Now if we were gonna <laughs> If we were going to diagnose, I would say there's, like, a little bit of, like, narcissistic flavoring kind of sprinkled in there. Again, uh, let's not do that. Yes. <laughs> because yeah, a lot not, of not, people yes. don't know what, um, like, narciss- like, narcissistic personality disorder is a thing, but a lot of people yes. use narcissistic just to um, insult people mean, that of they don't like and um, to, like describe abuse and shit like that and so it becomes inflated with like abusive sleazy people and um Mm -hmm. so i really want to put a hard stop on this conversation and say let's not do that i feel like peter is literally just dumb like he's He's just like like, yeah like he's just he's just not like he literally is a putz they say it (laughs) but like he's just like he's just full of himself. Like he is kind of almost stereotypical frat boy. Like he, you know, he just seems like he's gotten everything he ever wanted. Yeah, he so has he's kind of like, he oh. has a big ego. He, um, yeah. like isn't necessarily the brightest, which, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. but like what is wrong is that like, he's kind of sleazy and he, um, like it ends up being revealed that like he, proposed to a married woman <laughs> and right right uh, although i do want to say that like uh definitely um like there should be some blame put on her there too because uh he's not the one who is cheating but it's still really sleazy to propose to someone that you know is married and you know has not left their husband nor necessarily has any ten- intentions to like you're just right. yeah, intentionally exactly. yeah. breaking up a marriage at that point. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Peter's so he's not the greatest wrecker. guy, but he that. also is not the Peter is a home wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the greatest guy, but he's not um a super well developed character either because he's in a mm-hmm. coma for most right. of the movie. <laughs> so, L- yeah, yeah, literally spends like four fifths of the movie in a coma. I think that's yeah. the brilliant part of this like his performance is because he's in a coma for an hour of the movie. At that, when he wakes mm-hmm. up, he he's and he turns out to be like a like a like a kind of like a dimwit kind of. He yeah. is like it's funny that like because we kind of just like Sandra Bullock's character like projected so much on him like oh he's perfect exactly. and like you know all that stuff and then he turns to be like a total putz like mm-hmm. uh, and just like a total blank slate type of guy and that's right. like and really I, fun. I like, like I like the way that they do that too because I think that they I think it you know shows the dangers of the like oh i imagine this entire life with this person that i don't know and like and she obviously put him on such a pedestal and was like you know which you know there's nothing wrong with that like we do that all the time um but i think it was very accurate to show like hey like this guy not actually that great you probably would not have gotten along with him and or actually been in love with him because he's not her kind yeah, of yeah there's a reason like i like i think it should have been a warning sign that like he didn't notice or pay attention or acknowledge her at all when he ever. was passing yeah. through this 
uh, station because, like, he had to go to her counter and shit like that. He had to pass by her, like, every time that he went there. But not once did he say anything except for that day that he was pushed onto the train tracks when he said, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Which is just a normal thing to do. And, like, it also also signifies, like, it shows because, like, when he wakes up from the coma... He's seen her every day and he wakes up from the coma and it's like, you look vaguely familiar. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. To be fair, on some level, like he's been, I think on some level he's been gaslit by the family and being like, this is your fiance. You don't know her. You know, just well, like. No, right, I think but that that's th- wrong. Uh, like, absolutely on all levels. Like he didn't realize that she wasn't his fiance because he, like, it's not like he was attaching himself to her um because like he was deciding to go through with the marriage because of uh not like because well no because uh he wanted a fresh start but he um like he said he still thought that they were engaged before that he -hmm. thought that like he must have just forgotten or something and like he genuinely like didn't realize until she told everybody um that like he wasn't ever engaged to her and everything and uh, like that absolutely is because of being gaslit by the family but it wasn't that they were trying to gaslight him so i also like disagree with using that term for it because they didn't know (laughs) It's hard because it's also like, but but again, at the same time, like if yeah, anything, like of the course... real villain is Saul because he's gaslighting everyone. <laughs> but yeah, he knew, Ooh. like he knew. Like, Saul Ooh, is the master true. manipulator Big behind Paul. everything. Hard takes, hard takes. But I feel like, I mean, like even like even waking up though, like he, like they clearly make a point to like have him remembering everything else you know like he's like very poignant about like oh i remember all of these other things but i just i yeah. can't remember this woman it's and it's like i feel yeah. like you should remember her but the Though thing he about does it tend... is a lot of people don't really know a lot about amnesia and um it yeah. makes sense that uh if you're already not the brightest guy in the world and everybody's telling you <laughs> this is your fiance you don't remember her like What's going on? Well, and apparently and, he doesn't remember proposing well, to another woman. And like. the thing is, um, he, well, he knew that he had proposed to her, but she said no. Um, yeah. And. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it kind of makes sense because of the fact that um, she said that they had met three months prior. And uh, so if they had known each other for three months and he had only forgotten a certain period of time it makes sense that he would remember all these other things but doesn't remember her Mm. um yeah i don't know amnesia is weird and a lot of people don't understand it and like a lot of people especially didn't understand it in the fucking 90s um because Mm. (laughs) yeah um oh also i do want to touch on what i said earlier about like the uh anxiety and the 90s thing like uh, I, w- yeah. I just want to be very clear that, like, I was being sarcastic, and uh, they, uh, sure, <laughs> like, they, like, they didn't depict, like, mental illness well during that time, um, yeah. but, like, there's no excuse for that. Like, saying it was the 90s is more of an explanation than an excuse. It's saying, like, exactly. it was the yeah. 90s, they were shitty, they didn't treat people well, not like they actually didn't understand 
the mental illness. I just wanted to right. like clarify that real quick. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. So yeah, then basically like Lucy makes one last plea to Jack to say, she, she basically says like, give me one reason I shouldn't marry, you know, Peter. And then Jack, because he's a sweetie who loves Sandra Bullock, he's like, I can't think of a reason. And then like, he kind of walks away and then Lucy ends up having the wedding to Peter uh, she kind of is upset, but also she decides to go with it because, you know, she, she, there's some consolations. Like he's rich, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, um, he's rich. He'll take her around. Well, at that point, she loves his family. Yeah. And exactly. And that she loves the family and like, um, will like kind of like, she'll still be a part of that family. So Lucy just ends up having the wedding to Peter and she ends up objecting to the wedding and then and then Jack objects to the wedding, and then uh, Peter's fiance objects to the wedding, and then Peter's fiance's husband objects to the wedding, and then the priest is like, "Get him wine, buddy." Oh. Um, so then, <laughs> so then Lucy runs off, and the super next, like, killer joke like... owned by a fucking priest. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like um, what's it called? Like, uh, there's that, there's the joke, and like, she basically confesses the whole thing. She confesses that she was lying. And then, you know, that she wasn't engaged to Peter. She confesses the whole thing. And then, like, Lucy runs off. She goes back to her job. And then, clink clonk. Wait, this isn't a token. It's a wedding ring. And then, like, you know, Jack proposes to um, Lucy. And they live happily ever after and doink each other and make gorgeous babies and travel the world. So, the end. Whoa. Okay, um, also, can we talk about the fact that... uh, like, I actually didn't even think about this until, well, I was, I did point out in the chat that it was, like, really fast, but I didn't think about the fact that, like, not only is this fast and should they just maybe date before he proposes to her, yeah. but uh, he also freaked, like, he fucking lost his shit because she only knew peter for three months and uh they were apparently engaged like he lost his shit over that and like ended up passing out because he was trying to leave against like medical advice after like giving blood that was really funny though and like yeah like he freaked the fuck out over that and then he proposes to her and he's known her for even less time (laughs) he was also like constantly worried about her and her you know and joe um like I like fair, I guess, but also like I mean, he I feel like he was just grasping at straws at that point. I was like, you can obviously tell that this woman is not into this man. Like like back off a little bit. <laughs> I think like with the Joe Jr. confusion, it was partly because her story wasn't adding up of just like, wait, what when yeah. did you get engaged? I thought you were engaged to this person and then like she she did like it was when like there was that confusion, uh Joe Jr. like Bill Pullman didn't know Joe Jr. Bill Pullman didn't know right. Lucy very well. So, like, if a guy says, Bill hey, Pullman, I'm engaged to Lucy that? over here. He's not a character. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean Jack. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, like when Jack, um, but, like, um, let's go through some uh, highlights, uh, I guess, of this movie. You know, what you thought this movie kind of did well and stuff like mm. that. Um, so, uh, Justin, we turn to you first. Like, what, what do you feel like you enjoyed from this movie? Ah, it did a really good job (laughs) of selling the realness of the family. 
Um, yes, it yes, was one hundred percent. The there there was not a single moment in there where it's like this feels like a fake Hollywood family. Every moment that they were on screen, it felt like they were a real family because there were six conversations going on at once. Yes, and exactly. I had the same points. Representation. The, yes. And <laughs> yes, was, I had the exact same point. And there was no moment where they were all like, no, no, I take it back. There was one moment where everybody perfectly was getting along. And it was at the wedding when Lucy was like uh, explaining to them, like, you know, I... You know, I've and that's because they were with... fucking shook. <laughs> yeah, and right. it's like I was, I have fallen in love with all of you, and I'm sorry about all that. And I was like, that was the one moment where like they were all kind of getting along. But like, aside from that, you know, there's always some level of bicker happening somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, it, I, I don't know. It, well, it even made right me after feel the very... wedding, it's like she walks out, and like everything else is chaos because of like them realizing that Peter's kind of sleazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like so the moment is dead at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, um, al- and also like the moment in the church too, of when they're like talking, they're having their own conversation while the sermon is happening. And like, Oh, yeah. the, oh my God. That and was then so the, good. The, and yeah. like the people in so the accurate. back are like, Hey, shut up. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that was so good. But uh, yeah, yeah, just the realness of the family gave me a very warm feeling inside and I very much appreciated that Midwest family representation. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And you could tell why she would want to be a part of this, you know, Yeah. like, especially if the alternative was being alone, like you could tell, Mm -hmm. like even, I think she, on some level, she always knew that eventually she would have to fess up on some level, but you know, the alternative was just like spending Christmas alone. The alternative was like spending the holidays alone. So like, I think that's part of why she went along with the charade for so long. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus people kept literally telling her, you're going to destroy their lives. If you tell them, (laughs) Yeah, you're going to kill their grandma. (laughs) You're going to kill the grandma. (laughs) Like, Oh my so God. Like, yeah. They were literally telling her you're going to put her in a grave. So it's like, but you it's must also maintain like, um, this lie lest they hate you in the end. <laughs> well, like they might hate you is one thing like, okay, they might hate me, but like, this is what's right. So I should tell them, but like, you're going to kill grandma. is entirely <laughs> different. That's like, it's true. Really it's shitty. true. That's but really also, like, extreme. So, like, every time, like, Lucy's like, yeah, you're right, I should tell them. Like, Saul's like, no, no, you can't do that. Like, and then, like, he's kind of like. Well, and then he says, he's like, um, I'll handle it. Like, and goes exactly. to talk to Peter. And, and then, then he doesn't. And then he fucking dips. Yeah. He he says, he tells Peter, you're a putz. You have to marry Lucy. Yeah, yes. I know. <laughs> that's, that's so, like, he like, gives her the impression, like, yeah, I'll fix the situation. And then he does the opposite. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, to be fair, I think Saul is a really interesting character, too, because Saul has obviously been around this family for so long. And, and, you know, he's Peter's godfather, which we've established that Peter's kind of a putz. So he's, he's seen him do this, and he probably knows what's actually going on in his life. Um, Or at least, you know, the level that Peter shows everyone. And so I feel like, 
I feel like he's trying to do the right thing. He just doesn't really go about it like the most honest way. But like, you know, like he he genuinely really likes Lucy and he like want, actually wants that for his godson. Like he's like, she's actually a good person. I would want you to end up with her. Um, again, he just goes about it by continuing that lie. <laughs> um, but then I also feel like on some level he's helping Lucy because he probably can see how hurt she is. And especially when she starts opening up to them about you know her parents and all that kind of stuff like he's probably seen hey this might actually help her out too so I feel like he's trying to do the right thing it just kind of was masked in like well you should be honest with people and just let them know each other for <laughs> yeah. who they are <laughs> and, and there's like um what's it called so there's a scene before uh Lucy enters like the the family you know dinner or whatever for the first time where like mm. Saul's like yeah like um I my you know my wife died and these guys aren't technically my family but they took me in and they like helped me through mm-hmm. it they made me feel less alone and he's he rec i think he could have recognized that in lucy even if 100 um she didn't like there was a scene before where she was like admitting the whole thing you know like i think she he could have sensed that on some level and like that kindred yeah. spirit of it all yeah. um and then yeah, and it's just like it's not also it's it's not just that like you know Lucy's missing her family like Lucy is there's a hole left behind by her mom and dad being dead. It's also the fact that like the family is missing their son. You know, Peter mm-hmm. isn't a part of their life as much anymore. They don't know. To be fair, I don't know. Like they don't know about his like testicle or whatever. Like they don't know about like his life. You know, they don't. He kind of left the family, and that's why uh, Jack is like oh, I got to stay behind because I'm all they have left. You know, that's like kind of like a, mm, and that yeah. it feels very, this whole thing feels very lived in, in a real, even though they're kind of like archetypes, definitely. Like yeah. it, all, it feels very lived in. Like absolutely it does. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I just want to know, it's taking um, everything I have not to um, talk to my cat right now because she's being adorable and sitting on my lap right now. Aww. And she keeps like <laughs> licking. We got to like... cut this cat contact out. <laughs> no, it's what the people it's want. True. And she was like licking and like put, almost put pictures biting in our my group hand. It's cute. I will. Ezra, do you have like highlights from this movie? Like he- things you enjoyed and such? I, nope, didn't enjoy a single thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, nope, none, like we're I done. Like I said before, I do enjoy the, um, just how charming everything is. And, like, I, yeah. I'm i not a huge fan of Christmas. Um, my relationship with family is uh, complicated. And um, yeah. so those types of movies, and, like, romantic comedies just don't tend to be my thing because they're cheesy as hell. So those things, like, uh, combined usually um, don't come out with me liking the thing, because usually it's just it's sure. just not my thing. Um, but uh, they actually, like, managed to, like, m- make me like it, and, like, it was still, like, I thought that it was charming, and that even, like, with this ridiculous story and stuff like that, that, like... Like, this ridiculous story where I was just like, girl, just fucking assert yourself. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like, I still, like, was... I was gonna say I still kept watching, but then I realized I had to. <laughs> um, I still kept watching, but not only because I had to, but because, like, it was sure. still entertaining. And, like, I still managed to like her character 
and uh there are a lot of characters like there are some characters that i just uh really don't care for but uh like we'll get to that. yeah <laughs> we'll get to joe jr <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no she uh was actually still likable and despite being a fucking asshole sometimes jack was still likable and uh oh. like like yelling that she's pregnant to a room full of people like not cool dude but like <sighs> she was like trying to prevent her from like drinking alcohol like i think that was part of it too like if she if yeah. he thought she was really pregnant, I think okay, that was like, but but like he did you can like stop say the room quietly and be like, but <laughs> you can pull her aside. Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Like the music did stop right when he said it, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, like, that, it was a bad circumstance. Like, <laughs> he was matching the room tone, but the room tone stopped. Just <laughs> fucking like, even if you're matching the room tone, if you're talking about something like that, like. If they Maybe pull her aside. Yeah, if like the person's not showing yet and stuff like that, and it's obviously very early on in their pregnancy, you don't announce it to a room full of people. You maybe pull them aside, like pull them outside or whatever, yeah, and sure. be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more palatable. Um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Aaron, like, uh, what's a highlight you... Like, what are some highlights from the Sorry that I managed to make my highlights mm. negative. But also, I will <laughs> no, it's say fine. That, it's uh, fine. We all... I have the same highlight as uh, Justin and, like, the big, relatable family type of thing. Because, yeah. like, like, I don't like a lot of the jokes in this movie. And I think that, like, it's just filled with the 90s being shitty and stuff but like the family like is um still uh despite their perpetuation of some of those things like they're still um like interesting to watch and they're still like very uh realistic and like charming as well and they just kind of like create kind of like this nice little snow globe of a world (laughs) that you get to like peek into for an hour and a half yeah and peter boyle plays the best dad and no one can change my mind about that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no one should He's try right. to change I your agree. mind about that. Yes, thank all you. this this whole cast is so good. I think everyone's like knocks it out of the park usually. Absolutely, I, yeah, yeah. I also agree with that. Even though Peter looks like a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made the joke. Fish. I made the joke in the group chat that like his IV has like salt water and like those fish flakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing his is, mouth isn't like his mouth isn't big. It's just wide. Yeah, it's a well, white mouth. Like a little like, trout he boy. He looks more <laughs> like a fish after uh, he's out of the coma. Like he wakes I up. thought that when he woke up, he would look less like a fish because there'd be like <laughs> oh, no. more, no, more like life in him, and he'd be like moving around, talking to people and stuff. But no, he looked more like a fish. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Aaron, what's a highlight from this movie? That where are some highlights from this movie that you enjoyed? Like, yeah. Um, I definitely have to reiterate the same point that Ezra and Justin made. Um, that he looks love, like a fish. Love, love, love the family. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that he looks like a fish, for sure. That's a highlight. <laughs> that's my highlight. <laughs> um, fish factor is definitely that, a highlight. That's it. That's my highlight. I'm just kidding. Yep. Um, but honestly, I mean, 
it's it's hard because I know that I I know I see this movie with with like a lot of nostalgia eyes, you know. Like I said, I gave that whole backstory to like one of the reasons I love it. But um, I do I I just I think it's so charming. Like I think charming is just the perfect way to put it. Um, I do think Sandra Bullock just knocks it out of the park with her performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but but also just everyone else. Like I feel like the way that everybody does their characters just fits so well with every other character. You know, like there's not one character that just seems to like stand out super weirdly, um, except for maybe some of the side ones like, you know, Joe Jr. Um, (laughs) But like, I mean, but I don't, I don't know. Cause like even, even him on some level, like it, it, it explains a little bit of, you know, what, what she's had to go through, what Lucy has had to deal with and like that kind of stuff too. So, you know, I don't know. I I just, I really feel like every character fits really well. I do like, even though it's weirdly fast and it's like, they don't really ever go on like a date. I still love like the little sparks and romance between Lucy and Jack. I just think it's done so cute. Like the scene, um, like we were all talking about it when, you know, when it happened, but like the scene where they're slipping on the ice, is just so charming. It's so cute. It's like, sickly sweet. Like it's it is sickly sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, and it's just funny. Like it's just like it's like you're looking at it and you're just like, oh, like it's just so but it's cute. So, it's so intimate too. Like falling down yeah. together. Like you know, tripping over each other. That's so int- and like also moving furniture and together. Like, like that might not yeah, be like, like a first date <laughs> thing, but it's like it's intimate to like lift something heavy together and like do something. Yeah, like and together. I I actually do think like I think they do. Like they maybe don't always show it in the in the movie because obviously it would be like a lot of scenes to do this, but I think that they do show that like you can get to know somebody in like a very short period of time if you're spending a lot of time with them, and I think that they kind of portray that pretty well. Like, yeah, I know her and Jack only know each other for like three months, but she spends like all her time with that family and with the holidays and like all, like she really gets to know them, and I think that's really cool. They didn't even I just, know, I each, love the way... know each other for three months, though. That's <laughs> like, true, though. It's not that I, long. <laughs> I've known my partner for uh, it'll be a year on uh, New Year's Eve, um, and like we moved in together very early on in our relationship. I had only known him for yeah. like... Uh, for like three months by that point um Mm -hmm. and but like we didn't fucking get married (laughs) well and i was gonna say like and and again i think i think that's sort of like i think that's a little bit of another one of those 90s things that's being pulled out that was not good like like i think the movie would have been great if they had ended it with him like you know i mean granted it's not a ring but like it would still be cute if it was like hey let's go out and like that kind of thing like a ring and a marriage like proposal a at the end like is like a bunch whoa. of hot dogs or something you know <laughs> right right like and it still would have been cute like it still would have been like oh that's adorable but again like as a 90s thing too like i feel like that's not you know like you didn't really hear about people that just like you know like become partners and and you know move in together a lot it was like marriage like if you're gonna move in like let's get married um which is not great people I don't still that, moved but... in together before marriage in the 90s <laughs> it was true but i mean it, but you know what i mean though it's not as like i don't think it's as as well looked on as it is now. Well, it's like not, now it's like acceptable and normal it's not well looked on now by the type of people who make like this yeah this shit like the type of people who right, are trying right. to make but a wholesome rom-com like <laughs> just fucking True. say like have him show up and be like 
so what time are you off or something like that like (laughs) (laughs) or like don't show when he asks her out like just show them on their first date and like he like walks up to her and it's just like so you come here all here on or something like that's very cheesy (laughs) and 90s as well that's cute like yeah (laughs) it's not right but also also like as a rom-com though like because rom-coms are just not realistic anyway like i feel like Wait, when you go into a rom-com like you have to understand like this is going to be ridiculous oh yeah um, no i was definitely not but, expecting realism but if you have right. a character uh <laughs> lose his shit over uh like three months like known each other for three months being engaged like, yeah like maybe have him don't propose yeah. again <laughs> exactly <laughs> do the exact thing he freaked out about yeah it's but also don't, like don't you remember what he was saying to sandra bullock or not sandra uh saying to peter it's like you know she gets under your skin and you just can't stop thinking about her because there's that just weird thing about her that you know you you just you, he 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 got so obsessed about her so quick yeah yeah, that's not a good that's sign. True too. That's a warning it's sign. It's not. No. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's not a good thing. It's a red flag. I'm not yeah, saying for sure. that. <laughs> Look, I read a letterbox review that said, you know, um, my one of my favorite letterbox reviews from this movie is like, Look, if I was Sandra Bullock, I'd fall in love with Bill Pullman. If I was Bill Pullman, I'd fall in love with Sandra Bullock. So like it makes sense. That's I don't fair. know. Like I mean, I'm not Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman is pretty okay. Bill Pullman is hot in this movie. I think he's. You know, I, think I he's said very that he's attractive movie. for the '90s, I do too. but like, I'll say it. He's he just is attractive. It's fine. He just is yeah, attractive. He's yeah, attractive. That's fair, he's fair. Yeah. If he's like, there's a salt of the earth quality to him. Like he's working class. But the thing is, and, like, Peter just, is 100 percent '90s hot. And, like, yes. you cannot refute that yes. that's a thing. Because, like, fucking, like, watch... I, uh, this is the only time that I'll ever tell anybody this, because uh, I understand how horrible of advice this is. But watch Friends. And, like, fucking look at the <laughs> love interest, the guys that they bring around. They're not attractive. Oh, my God. They're not. Wow. Well, and I think that's so funny, because Peter is, like he's supposed to be this like quintessential like beautiful man and i'm just like he's really not like any smart person like would pick jack over peter his hair constantly (laughs) looks wet yeah that's why he looks like a fish (laughs) he's like like very greasy (laughs) another fishy quality about him is this the prequel to shape of water (laughs) it's the shape of water (laughs) Um. oh my god So yeah, I just love Jack. I think Jack is so great. I he's like, <laughs> mine is like yeah, this this movie rules. Um, but like um, so some highlights for me are um the coma confession scene. Like Sandra just knocks it out of the park here. Mm. Like some of the hardest acting you'll do is like when you're acting by yourself, like when you don't have anyone to re- react off of, and she's just acting off like a comatose guy. Um, so like and like the I think. The thing that this movie does about loneliness so well is, like, it's about, like, a quiet loneliness. It's about quiet grief, you know, quietly Mm. enduring loneliness without an obvious expiration date, you know? Like, she, so, like, she, her father died. It's been a year, so she's not, she's past, like, the, you know, heaving on the floor grief. But now she just has to live her life, you know? And, like, and that's, Mm. like, that's hard. And, like, the other thing is, like, she is a kind person. I think is the appealing thing about her too, is like 
the landlord's like, oh, you're so nice. Like, the kids, like, when she leaves the apartment, like, two kids are like, hi, Lucy, we love you, blah. Like, they, they like, she's, like, nice. She's a nice person. And like, that's a hard thing to be, like, kind in your grief and your in your loneliness. And, like, yeah, in her sadness, she persists in being a magnetic, kind presence that makes other people's lives better. Like, kind of like a Paddington or, like, something like that. So in that scene, like the coma scene, like the uh, confession scene to the coma, the thing about her is like she's not greedy. Sandra Bullock isn't greedy. She is like Mm -hmm. Lucy isn't greedy. She's basically saying, you know, I don't really want that much out of life, you know. And she's also like counting her blessings of like, yeah, I have a cat. You have a sweet little kitty. And um, yeah, we haven't talked about the fucking cat. The cat, I would die (laughs) for that cat. Yeah. I hope Um, that cat is doing great. <laughs> I hope that cat is still um, alive somewhere. The Just cat's like really good the life. cat's like forty years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, yeah. cats, cats um, live what's it pretty called? long. But yeah, I hope that that cat is still alive and still just having a great life. Like. Just sure, the cat's old now, but um, if you have people like you have that fucking while you were sleeping money, like <laughs> the cat's just like a hermit on like like a Marlon Brando hermit on an island. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, just like uh, she, she and like uh, yeah, like she's just like recognizing that like she's grieving the fact that there's like a hole in her heart after. That someone else left behind. And then, like, countered with the family invitation scene. She's just, like, witnessing... So when she gets invited to, like, the Christmas for the first time, she's just, like, quietly witnessing this warm family and, you know, getting to witness their inside jokes, getting to witness, like, a barrage of warmth and love and stuff like that. And she just, like, kind of, kind of, like, kind of, like, sits in the corner and watches it at first. But then they're nice enough to include her in the photo, you know? And she's, like, she's so reticent to, like, be accepted into this family. But, like, they really offer the space to... They're generous with, like, they're including her in the par- as a part of the family, even though they don't know her for very long, you know? And yeah. that's a really beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, like I said, I just think this movie handles loneliness, like... I think it has a lot to say about loneliness. I think it's like, and yeah, you're right that a lot of it is intentional. Yes, it is about the romance of like, I think that's one of the flaws of the movie that it's kind of more about the romance, I guess, between Lucy and Jack. But also like, ultimately she ends up falling in love with the family as being a part of a unit. Honestly, from um, this so movie, I, I just really wanted less romance and more action. Like, I feel like that's what I was missing, you know? <laughs> just some more, just more backflips and like, <laughs> yeah. like a car chase, oh, car chase. Just sprinkled in. <laughs> Nick Fury shows up in the end credits, like fucking, we need like, you, Lucy. <laughs> more slipping on the ice and stuff like that, just showing how dangerous oh, that was Chicago great. is. I love that. Like, that's the danger of Chicago is little... slipping on ice, not like gun violence or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slipping on the I ice, love the but they turn it the into ice. like a Krav Maga exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the bit where like the biker like slips on the ice, like as just like an establishing shot. I think that was an accident in the direction. Like the director said, that was an accident. The guy wasn't supposed to fall <laughs> off the ice. Like, but like, um, it just makes it feel textured and a little more intimate. Yeah. Like of just like. Of just like, oh, you're not supposed to see that. That's kind of like embarrassing. You don't see that often. Let's go through some lowlights quickly. Um, uh, Joe Jr. is 
<laughs> I think bad. I just his existence I don't like is him very much. Yes. Yeah. Joe Jr. is a low light and a low life. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> As a performance, I think it's funny, you know? Yes. As, like, the actor literally playing the character. But the character There's comedic is- moments with him, yeah, for sure. Yes. But I he's, like, more really of a sketch character. <laughs> he's, he's more of a sketch character. He's, like, in Gilmore Girls, like, even though, like, the town is very, like, cartoony, like, they still have some interiority. But, like, occasionally a Gilmore Girls character will show up just, like, you know, Miss right. Celine or someone like that, who's, like, just a cartoon character. And it feels kind of out of the place for, with the world of the show. Um, yeah. And that feels, like, just, like, Joe Jr. is, like, a sketch character. He's just, like, a stereotype, but just, like, Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, you'll love me, Lucy. I bought you tickets to the Chicago Bears or whatever. I, I think you his know. character was supposed to be very much, like, a, like... He was supposed to be very comedic in the way of like, oh, let's just put all the weird humor and like the funny Chicago things or whatever that you have to deal with, put it all on him. And like it, 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 it works for 90s, I guess. But then it's also just like if his character was completely removed from the movie, like nothing would change. Yes. Exactly. So it's like he's really not even needed, except for maybe Jack having like a but little bit of a connection that he hears say, that she's engaged. Uh-huh, no, don't be sad. You're too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fair yeah that's important I, you need yeah, someone also, to tell about... the like just main love interest like or the main character to not be fat because someone might love her someday yes exactly. yeah like they're yeah, like true. there are like a lot of like there are definitely a lot of co- like silly misunderstandings that just like could it be explained like the guy's mad like you're dating joe jr and then all it takes is lucy saying like no i'm not dating joe jr and he's like oh okay <laughs> like there's there's so right. many like just well, like conflicts that are, like that unnecessary those types of conflicts and stuff like that that like they would want him to be a character that's just so obviously like not somebody <laughs> that she would love <laughs> or like like, not somebody that, like, yeah. she would uh, ever, be, like, have a romantic relationship with. But I feel like... That repulsive. Yeah, I feel like you can um, establish that in a lot of ways uh, without making him quite as bad as he was and just quite as, like, I don't yeah. know, just horribly creepy. written, yeah. but also just not a great character idea in the first place. I think Aaron's point is exactly right. You could take him out; nothing would have changed. Like, I agree. and it, the the move, like it's like the idea of like comic relief. But the movie's funny already. You know, it's already exactly. funny. It's, it's like a you comedy. Don't, you you know? don't need another comedic character just to have a comedic yeah, character. Like yeah. the the family dynamic is funny. Like uh, Sandra's like liberty gibbet. You know antics are funny you know it's just like you know uh jack when he like kind of falls to fa- because he like you know ha- took blood had blood taken out that's like a really funny moment too and just like some of the camera movements like it's a funny movie like uh in my opinion but like um i'll tell yeah, you what's think... not funny though fat shaming and okay. fat phobia and there's a lot of that yeah. in this movie yeah. like there was a lot of oh, that if you can ever fit into my pants i'd kill myself like th- that's a fucked yeah. up thing yeah. to say and like i don't care if it's coming yeah. from sandra bullock and like uh she's cute and charming and whatever like no that's a horrible line and like uh, yeah fuck absolutely. you 90s you should have done better <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's not that's not good and just like uh yeah, I think, like, also just, like, some of the race, like, 
the black characters are just kind of like perfunctory and just like no dimensionality like the other characters. Yeah, it's a very white movie. Just to add uh, some flavor and some tood, like some yeah. some flavor, some tood of just like just like some someone Sandra Bullock can go. Considering how diverse like, Chicago is, it's really fucked up that like yeah so, yeah like yeah. the audacity to whitewash Chicago yeah. is weird. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like. You know, I don't know. It'd be one thing if like the the her boss was like su- like a little had a little more texture too, at least. And the thing uh, is, it's just like, like his thing was like. I, sorry, you can continue. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. Say, yeah. I feel like uh, that's something that um, is really upsetting about like like I said, this movie is like um, a snow globe. It's like supposed to be like this picture perfect like um, thing that's like uh, just like a little picture from like this nice charming world but like it's really telling that like their version of like an idealistic kind of like charming version yeah, of chicago exactly. includes this fucking like creep um who <laughs> is like just completely unnecessary to the story but hardly includes any characters of color and the ones who are are like just again written just to add some spice some tood uh and like yeah uh there like there's no diversity of any other type as well like for as many um like fat shamey jokes as you make you don't really have like the, all of the characters that are considered to be like appealing and like uh that are supposed to be things to strive for and like people to look at and be like oh they're beautiful and charming and whatever like they they're they're white they're mostly able-bodied they and if they're not it's just because of old age um they're like all thin they're all straight like um all cis like it's just it's fucked up like if this is your kind of like slice of life like this is not (laughs) this is not something that like uh really resonates with me necessarily as like the idealistic world and i don't think it should be anybody's version of an idealistic world like diversity is part of what makes the world great and like instead you refuse to have that diversity but you'll you'll shit on them for jokes like fuck that (laughs) any other lowlights any other stray observations or lowlights from any of you guys peter's eyebrows Um, were distracting (laughs) they were (laughs) fish shouldn't have eyebrows in general Yes. I think his eyebrows, I, I think his eyebrows were his best quality. I liked his eyebrows. Like, I, okay. <laughs> they're very, I don't, they're thick and bushy. I don't think this is a whole ass, like, discussion topic, but I would just like to point out. <laughs> Let's go, like, 25 minutes of this. <laughs> no, no. I, I just, I need to point this out because this has been living in my head since we saw this movie. I would just like to point out the juxtaposition between the over, uh, Oh, what's what's the word I'm trying to look for? The overcare and the over the overdoneness of female body hair shaping in the '90s versus the '90s ideal body hair I, on a man, which is just unkempt and wild. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I just so I need true. to put that out there into the world, and like it's gotten better on both sides a little bit, 
slightly, not really, but it's, you know, like at least men are now aware that, oh, we can kind of do a little bit of like plucking and shaping and that sort of, yes. Um, (laughs) Threading is a thing that exists. This is the idealistic male form, like this is peak male performance. You can't get better than this. (laughs) It's a fish boy with eyebrows. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's all I was going to say. Like, I mean, I just, I'm uncomfortable just that a fish has eyebrows. Like, it's just uncomfortable. Well, how will, else will you know when the fish is emoting? <laughs> that's true. That is true. He would lose a lot of his emotion without that eyebrow. Those you know, eyebrows. You know yes. what he kind of looks like? You know what he kind of looks like to me now that I'm thinking about it? He kind of looks like the Lorax <laughs> if you shave the Lorax's beard. You know? Well, okay, like, shave like, the beard and then. <laughs> I know we're going on about like uh, Peter Gallagher, but like he's a, he's so funny in this movie. I think he's like no, absolutely. So, like, I he think got... he it's very well yeah. acted and stuff. I just yes. think that your comment about him looking like a fish was really funny, and I <laughs> yeah. don't we do. think we that find our conversation yes. should stray too far from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it uh... takes a lot of talent to be able to successfully play somebody who is so hated. Uh, yeah, yeah, very true. So, and to make him actually lovable, like to actually be like, oh, I don't hate this guy, yeah. but then you kind of hate him, but like at the same time, yeah, you no, don't. because yeah. the real person that they want you to hate is uh, this bitch who like has she <laughs> she's had plastic oh God, yeah. surgery. Oh no, she must be a fake, horrible person. No, she's she's a horrible fucking person because she's cheating on her husband. And like, yeah, and like, I don't know, still thinks that she should, I don't know, just the whole like leaving her husband for another man, but like the other man she also said no to at first and she like just changed her fucking mind. And it's like, yeah. yeah, she's all sorts that of fucked up. That whole thing, like, is really fucked up and stuff. But I yeah. didn't really like the, like, she's the got plastic issues, surgery sure. stuff. Like, just people... Sure. People are way too obsessed with what other people do with their own bodies. And... People yeah, are people. It's just, yeah. like, let people live, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of little jokes in this that, you know, and again, I feel like this is something, Ezra, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, how it's like, oh, we can just say like, oh, it's the 90s, you know, but it shouldn't be like an excuse. But I feel like there are a lot of little jokes in this that you can say that too and be like, oh, that was a 90s thing. But then you should also recognize like you, that was a really fucked up thing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like, and it's not it's a good joke. So of yeah, issues that uh, like existed and were a lot more prevalent in the 90s, but still exist today and like that's why they still exist today it's just people are a little bit more willing to acknowledge that and stuff and people are a little Mm -hmm. bit less willing to uh write jokes like that for fear of getting canceled and stuff like that not that canceling ever does anything because you can fucking (laughs) cancel someone and then like a month later everyone forgets and they're doing shit again like um it's just like the ice capades is a forgivable 90s joke body shaming is not yeah exactly exactly (laughs) or just like some like you know weird 90s contrivance of just like or just like Mm -hmm. maybe a joke is cheesy or something like oh man but like 
Yeah, I like a I joke like, that... get in line, buddy. That's a 90s joke <laughs> yeah. that is very cringy. <laughs> That's a super Can we send... it's fine. Like, it's forgivable. It's not something that is actually harming people and punching down at people who, like, already, yeah. like, get the short right. end of the stick by so much of society. It does punch down on people behind line who are not in line, though. Yeah. Like, get in line. <laughs> but it's like, can we can we send like fat shaming and like creepy guy tropes to the like the furnace and bring yeah, back uh, sassy priests? Because I would enjoy that yeah. very much. Yes, sassy <laughs> that's a, I actually that's would a trope too. That's <laughs> just like that's, that's the, the young pope sequel, like sassy priest. <laughs> just like. Um, just but comes like, out dearly um, beloved, waka waka. Like a fucking oh letter Kenny. They have a sassy priest. They're doing great. Like, ah, just fucking letter Kenny is uh, so good. Bag, sassy priest in there. But, you know, like that. That's well, a different issue. Yeah. 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 But that show is great. Otherwise, and I would recommend it. Letter Kenny is fantastic, and I love it so much. I will say it's good that we have like not just because like it's generally an entertaining movie, but it's good that we have like. Oh, this is how things were. And like think that that's how like because you know, people need to learn their people need to learn history. Like it's good that we have these historic artifacts in a weird it's yeah. weird calling it a historic artifact. But like I was going to say could you please a... not call something from the 90s a historic <laughs> artifact? I feel old enough already. I am a historic <laughs> artifact. I am from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, feel no. old. This is Ezra now. <laughs> Just like uh. <laughs> Um but, yeah, no, the like the um what was i gonna say i don't remember because the historic artifact thing go just go ahead with what you're saying uh yeah i think it's good just like to recognize like just like to have it like oh to watch it and then like yeah, i remember to, now like... the thing about calling okay. them historic artifacts though is that like they aren't treated like historic artifacts they're like beloved works of fiction that like are considered classics sure. like meanwhile plenty of like other good works that like plenty of other like good works that were like more like accepting and less problematic and stuff like that like went completely overlooked <laughs> but like things yeah. like this are considered classics and like uh considered um just like they have like staying power and stuff like that and that's why sure. i don't mm. think that we should call them historic artifacts is because they're not treated that way like if they were then mm. like that would be one thing but um like this stuff still exists today and like these issues still exist today and this movie is still looked up to as a good movie today not and like I realize I've said a lot of negative things about this movie. I don't think that overall like it's a negative movie. Like that it's like completely bad or irredeemable. It has plenty of good qualities. It's yeah. just it has so many things that like I just hate so much. Mm. And uh like I think without those things like it, it would be fine and like with like more diversity and a more like like, you can have a completely unrealistic movie that, like, has rom-com logic and stuff like that and still have realistic representation and, like, still have Absolutely. it be realistic in the ways that, like, matter. And this movie, like, just kind of missed the mark on a lot of things. And it's really sad because otherwise, like, it is charming and, like, it's a, a nice little, like, idealistic look at 
the at Christmas and romance in the nineties, like. Um, so it sounds like you kind of like went through a lot of your final thoughts. So like, uh, any other, like, uh, like, yeah, like any other thoughts, Ezra, like, you know, to wrap up. And oh then yeah. Start, and then I did a out. segue. I did a good thing. Um, <laughs> Look at you. but, uh, yeah, so those are kind of my final thoughts and like, uh, I overall just, uh, think that this, um, that this could like, it just makes me sad because, like, especially, like, looking at it through the lens that, like, uh, Andrew's looking at it and, like, bringing up the point of, like, the, like, themes of loneliness and all of that, like, those are important things to touch on. And especially loneliness from the perspective of an introvert. It's, like, loneliness that, like... And a woman, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, like, loneliness that... Um, has no foreseeable end and you don't like it's really hard because of anxiety and because of being an introvert like it's really hard to break out of that and like be able to um end that for yourself like because people like of course like you have control over your own life you can meet people and like uh just be like more outgoing and like whatever be more assertive but like for introverts and especially introverts with anxiety and I would say like she has a lot of social anxiety which like I relate to so hard um Hmm. like that can be very hard to break out of that and it like feels very isolating and like like just something that like is suppressing you and keeping you down and it, but it sucks because it's something of your own like psychology's making so then like it gets even worse because you end up blaming yourself for it um and right. like i just think that uh looking at that perspective and looking at um a story that uh is talking about like loneliness around this time of year um like I think that it just has so much potential to be so much better and like that's where a lot of my issues with that lie like remove Joe Jr. remove a lot of the shitty jokes um fish eyebrows (laughs) add some diversity uh, keep the fish eyebrows come on fish boy with eyebrows like I said yeah it adds charm it adds charm it's harmless must emote keep the eyebrows peak performance (laughs) that's what the ideal male body type looks like yeah fish boy with eyebrows should be in every rom-com um that's why I don't watch rom-coms is because it's not enough fish boy for me (laughs) <laughs> not enough fish boy. Uh, not enough fish content. So yeah. one out of what ten, not enough fish movie. boy. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um I yeah, so like for me this movie is like it's not horrible, it's just like exhausting to watch because I keep thinking about like things that they could have done better. Like if they just changed this, if they just removed this or added this, blah blah blah. Um and so I think overall, um, I'm going to give this probably a generous 7 out of 10 uh, days that they knew each other before getting engaged. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Justin, we turn to you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I I don't know that... I'm weak. I'm basic. <laughs> like a good, a good, like fuzzy rom com really kind of hits me right. I, 
I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Bill Pullman is great. Um, Peter Boyle, Sandra Bullock. This had all the right people to make me really enjoy it. There, I do agree that there are a lot of problems with it, but I also am choosing to look past them because I just want to enjoy the film. And I that probably makes me a bad person, but I'll take it. That doesn't it. make you a bad person. It's okay to, like, the important thing is that you acknowledge that, like, it has these flaws and that, like, these flaws have larger societal implications and that you, like, do something about it outside of the media content that you watch. Like, acknowledge its flaws, um, but then, like, it's okay to like it, too, like... Yeah, I'm. You I mean, enjoy I'm choosing the good, what to feel enjoy. good stuff. Yeah, I'm choosing what to enjoy in this movie, and I'm not absorbing the you know the bad stuff to like use later. On. I'm not going to use any of Joe Junior's pickup lines ever. Um, no, you shouldn't. I I really don't want to. Um, I think overall, I would probably give this. Oh boy, I'm going to give this a nine comatose fish boys out of 10 uh for warm enjoyability one off because there is problematic stuff and because his eyebrows were just so unkempt and it was distracting all right aaron we turn to you now male grooming matters (laughs) male grooming matters yeah i um yeah i mean honestly um i know i can be like pretty harsh with this kind of stuff but like this movie is genuinely one of my favorites of all time um i definitely recognize the issues that it has and everything um but i have to agree with justin i mean i want to give it a 10 out of 10 just because of the nostalgia factor and how much i love it but after talking about the stuff that it needs to fix and that it would have been better if it had you know had those fixes it does have to be a 9 out of a 10 to me but definitely 9 out of 10 um slippery falls on the ice for sure (laughs) i it's just like i said the nostalgia of it the the I just, yeah, the adorableness of so many scenes and, and the perfect execution of acting and everything. I just, yeah, I really do love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, we can go on all day about the movie's contrivances and like, you know, the problematic 90s stuff. And like, I think that's 100% valid. Um, and like also this, the contrivances based on coincidence and happenstance or how Lucy and Jack should have dated before getting married, especially due to her lies of omission. Um, but ultimately, you know, the, what, what the movie excels in is acting as like a warm, hopeful salve against like loneliness people might feel during the holidays. Um, yeah. And like Sandra Bullock's like, st- like performance as a mousy flippity gibbet is heightened and hammy, but you know, she funnels this fundamental goodness and warmth into the character of Lucy, like acting as this glue, like this emotional glue that acts, uh, that grounds this like crazy gonzo pr- premise into something like emotionally resonant and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's just like um, it's it speaks to the fundamental desire of like wanting family and intimacy and like viewing the solution to loneliness more holistically than just romance and finding your partner. It's about finding your tribe. It's about finding your family and stuff like that. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think, and yeah, it's that like fundamental truth that uh, digs at combined with it being a satisfying rom-com with like great chemistry and like winning performances. Um, and, um, yeah, I just love that she falls in love with, like, being a part of the Callahan unit, the drama, the baggage, and the unconditional love that comes with it. And it's also just the hope that something like that could happen for me, like, that makes it 
like one of my favorite Christmas movies and one of my favorite rom-coms. So I'm going to give it um, not nine pencils that puncture your testicles out of ten. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good. That's a good callback. It's like a uh-huh. John. It's like a John reaction. Wick. Like <laughs> he punctured his testicle yeah. with a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like>. uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, so. Thank you so much, everybody. So let's get into our. <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that, and I did. Playlist. Play All right. Who would like to go first? Like, let's let's go. Th- we got we got we got to rush like a little bit. So, I can do it. Okay, mine is definitely um, by Miley Cyrus off her new album, and it's the song "High." Ooh, click. very very good it's beautiful it's poetic and very nice so go listen to it yeah uh justin we turn to you i guess yeah uh for me i'm gonna okay so i'm gonna be digging into a little bit of the i've been meaning to listen to that archives uh for this one i'm going to go with one uh because this is a christmas episode uh i'm gonna go with uh one more sleep till christmas from the muppet christmas carol oh my gosh click there's magic in the air this evening, magic in the air. The world is at her best, you know, when people love and care. The promise of excitement is one the night will keep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. You took my uh, advice. <laughs> yeah, I did, because I couldn't think of another one. But also, like, especially this year, it's been, it's, uh, this, for the future listeners who don't know, 2020 sucked ass. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a holiday season that a lot of people are going to be having to spend away from their families just for the factor of safety. And I don't know, for me, one more sleep till Christmas, just like it connects to that, like, excitement and anticipation of joy and hopefulness and warmth and i feel like especially this year you just you need that anticipation otherwise you're going to slip into a depressive spiral so (laughs) yep yeah yeah that's where I'm very at. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Try to try to keep spirits high. Thank you for the contribution. Vaccines (laughs) on the horizon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Which won't solve God. everything, but it will help. Yeah. Um, no. But yeah, so I will go next. Um, mine is not as deep or uh, meaningful as Justin's, but uh, I'm just going to choose um, what Spotify told me my favorite song was this year, um, which is Woman by uh, Mumford and Sons. Click. Cop hands burning eyes, tangled up. So uh, if you didn't know, Mumford & Sons is still making music, and it doesn't have banjo or anything like that in it, so oh, dang. that's mind-blowing, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Do they yeah. at least have the, hey, every so often? 
No, they actually don't. don't. Oh, no. Wow. They really grew uh, up. That is a relic of the past. Um, but, yeah, no, I... It's one of the albums that I first connected with. Actually, I think it is the first one that, um, like, I... Like, because... Basically, in meeting my partner, like, music was, uh, like, very important and something that, like, we connected over a lot really early on. And um, the the album that that's from is uh, a one that, like, we had connected over, like, really early before we were dating or anything like that. When uh, I just kind of liked him and, uh, like, but, like, didn't say anything. Um <laughs> And so, like, it's just a really good album, and I listened to it a lot whilst, like, going to sleep. Like, I listened to that album on repeat. Um, yeah. But that was one of my favorite songs from it, and so apparently, uh, according to Spotify, I listened to it, like, uh, 64 times in one day or something like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because it's I just like kept playing because I was asleep. <laughs> But yep, same with my real yeah. my real white noise fan. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, my favorite playlist was Deep Sleep. So uh my pick is uh gonna be Sweet from the Polar Express by Alan Savel Silvestri. Click. So this movie's ass. This movie is bad. <laughs> but the score almost makes me... The score is the closest the movie makes me feel to, like, actually, like, Christmas magic of just, like, in the traditional American Coca-Cola sense of just, like, Christmas is magical! And it's just, like, such so beautiful. Alan Silvestri's one of the great composers. Um, so I, Just, like, iconic scores. Um, the Avengers score. But also just, like, all of Zemeckis' stuff, like, Back to the Future and all that stuff. Um, so he's great. Uh, so, uh, yeah. That's my pick. Uh, so, Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for it. showing. Yeah, we did it. Uh, now, thanks uh, for having me on again. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you, so you guys much. so much. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, and yeah, uh, now yeah. we'll have a closing sentiment from Aaron. Um, no. No? You have I, to. D- I have nothing. Fine. Um, <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> fine. Uh, Justin, like, quick, quickly... Quickly write uh, like a closing sentiment. We'll all we'll all read in the chat box. All right, okay. here we go. <laughs> Three, two, two one. one. We all we all love fish eyebrows. Thank you so much, everybody. Ho ho ho! Merry we have a merry yeah, holidays to you. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Good night. Go to sleep.